0: Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Kingdom values. What do you value most? Think about that for a minute. Maybe your house is on fire, you run in, and this is what you grab first. Maybe it's family photos, maybe it's money, maybe it's... Whatever. Maybe it's your kids. That might be a good starting point, right? That would probably be my first one. But maybe think about that today. Maybe not physical things. What do you value in your life? Maybe it's love. Maybe it's truth. You know, values are made up of three things usually. Number one, values are made up of your convictions. What you're convicted about right? Someone you, sells you a vehicle and they, and you buy it for a certain price and they put the, they put it's like, well, I'll just lower the price on here. I'll give you more and, and I'll, I'll pay less taxes. I can't do that. I value honesty, right? Number two, your conscience. That's, that goes also into what you value or your calling. You know, there's all sorts of different ones, but when I was young, you know what I, you know what I valued because my dad taught me something? Honesty. Everybody say honesty. honesty. Honesty was a big thing around our house, and my dad, and if you're a parent, usually 99.99% of the time you know when your kids are lying or not, right? Right. Right? We were watching this video the other night, and the, the mother told the kid, hey, don't take the blanket out of the house. He's a little like two-year-old. I'm not, and he's walking out backwards with the blanket behind, and you could totally see the blanket behind his back. We, parents, we know when our kids are not being honest with us, right? So uh, when I was young, I was an instigator at the house. Um, I was the youngest of three. And uh, I was always doing something around the house to bother my my older sister and my older brother. And usually I got in trouble, but they got in trouble. But this time my my sister came to my dad and he knew what she said wasn't honest. She said, Lanny did this. That's when they called me when I was a kid. And uh, Lanny did this. And my dad's like, okay, Lanny, get in here. And back then, I don't know about our culture now, um, when you got in trouble in my house, you got either a belt or a hand or a mini hockey stick. <laughs> Remember those, Jesse? Yeah, he does. My cousin's here from Canada. Can we welcome Jesse, Beth, McAllister? So, so my dad knew that what my sister was saying wasn't right. Uh, maybe some of you have heard this story before. And uh, my dad says, Lanny, come in the other room. He said, listen. I'm only doing this one time, but I'm trying to teach your sister a a lesson. Go over on the couch. I'm going to hit the couch with my belt, and you're going to make the loudest noise so she can hear it. So we went in there. He hits the couch. Ow! He's like, do better than that. (laughs) He hits the couch, and I'm crying. I'm fake crying, and my sister comes in and he said, no, no, he didn't do it. It was me. And my dad's like, I know. What do we value? Right? Think about our values today. What we value most? Do we value honesty? Do we value love? Do we we value biblical things? Do we value the kingdom of God? Maybe we have great values, but maybe not every time we implement them into our daily life, our daily walk with the Lord. Right? Oh, I value this. Right? Because we... We're, uh, we're sinful people, right? So we might value something, but at the end of the day, can we turn that value into action? Can we turn that, what we value most, So we, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a shortcut here because I love, the, I love the Billy Graham rule. Billy Graham was 29 years old. Him and his friends, they preached all over the country, all over the world, and they, they made up a pact, him and his, his pastor friends. He said, we'll never go into a hotel room by ourselves, And we'll have people go in there before we go in. Because who knows what the enemy wants to do. So his whole ministry, he never had, well, I don't know, I don't think so. He never had anybody say anything wrong about him. Because he valued... That he would be above reproach in every area of his life. It was important to him. Look what it look what it says. He even used the scripture for his values. Second Timothy 2.22 He even found in New Testament scripture, look, flee the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So he made a pact with his friends, he made a pact with his wife that he would be pure, and he would do what the Lord's called him to do. So today, I want to tell you this story about a lady who really value, had something of value, but what she used that she had. So let's look at this together. Let's pray before we jump in. Lord, we thank you today for your word. I, we pray that you would speak to us. I pray that you would speak in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. So look at this, Mark 14, 3 to 9. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. Listen, right away we see Jesus crossing cultural lines. He's doing it all the time, right? The woman at the well, the woman caught in the act of adultery. Then you see Zacchaeus, the tax collector. So here, Jesus is going to hang out with Simon, a man who previously had leprosy. You know, even if you had leprosy and it was healed, you had to walk on the other side of the street. People didn't hang out at Simon's house normally. But that's what's awesome about Jesus. He, call, he crossed these lines. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from incense of nard she broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head some of those at the table were indignant they weren't excited about this right imagine someone shows up you know culturally we're like we don't pour perfume on people uh, in Frostbury Florida right but culturally this this was something that that could have been done it wasn't overly normal but to Jesus, he knew exactly why she was doing it. But all of those that are hanging out with Jesus at the time, mostly disciples, these, these guys who had been with Jesus these few years of his ministry, they were there and they weren't excited about what this lady was doing. They're, they're mad. This is why waste such expensive perfume, they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? In the message it says, she has just done something wonderfully significant for me. Verse 7, you will always have the poor among you and you can help them whenever you want to. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. So imagine you're in this room with Jesus. You've been hanging out with Him for a long time. You're, you believe in Him. You, you kind of understand what's going to happen, but you're not quite sure. And then this woman comes in. We don't even know her name. And pours this expensive jar of perfume on Jesus. Look what it says in John. We get a name here. John 12, verse 3. Then Mary took a 12 ounce jar of expensive perfume and made from incense of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. So a lot of times we think we read, we read different Gospels, right? We say, well, why did, why did Mark say this, and why did John say this? Imagine sitting in a room, and there's a crowd of people in there, and you're sitting on one side, and they're sitting on another side, and you're like, what's going on over there? Maybe you have a view. Maybe that other person has a view. I don't think this contradicts itself at all. And so we see this woman, Mary, who has something of great value, but at the same moment, she says in her heart, Jesus is even more valuable than that I think a lot of times I know last week we talked about our resources and we think well I just hold on to this resource for just a little longer if I could just hold on to this you know, I, I remember growing up I had family members who they would hold on to stuff and they wouldn't share it with anybody and then you'd go and you'd look in the barn and the barn had collapsed and no one got to use it it's important that yes, we put value to things. It's important that we we see things that are valuable, but we also use what we have, our resources for the kingdom. And I'm not even talking about stuff, really. Like this one is it is a jar of perfume but maybe it's our musical ability imagine we have a we have an awesome church don't we it's amazing we have we have some young people every week who show up early and come and lead worship and it's they value worship they value investing in the kingdom with their Abilities that God's given them. Today, someone mentioned to me, it's an all-guys group on the stage today. That's pretty awesome, right? And uh, Mr. Butch is like, yeah, young people on the stage. You're young. You're young. But it's amazing that what, what we value and what's awesome for me as a pastor to see when people value something when people say, it's important to me to show up early. It's important to me to, to leave late and to serve. Because that's valuable. And that has a lot of weight in the kingdom. You know, I showed up today. was I usually get here. Um, there's one person usually here before me, Caleb. And I usually get here after Caleb, but it's just him and I. In my family, we get here early. Well, today, things were, things were already taken care of. Jacob's lead in worship. A few people were doing this or that. And what's amazing is I showed up later than normal, and I, I started looking at all these vehicles that were in the parking lot saying that they valued being here early. They valued being here to serve. Isn't that awesome? And, and about half of them were under the age of 21 years old, 22 years old. Praise God. Look what it says in Ephesians 5 2. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, pleasing, a pleasing aroma to God. So we see in John 12 3 that it was that it filled the house with a beautiful fragrance. We see in Ephesians that it was God, Jesus' sacrifice was a pleasing aroma. Do you know that we all have an aroma? Right? Especially middle school boys. We all have an aroma. Right? We have a smell. And we all have a spiritual aroma. Right? Have you ever met someone right away? You're like, this person is awesome. Maybe it's their smile. Maybe you just feel that, you know, they have a good heart. Have you ever met someone and maybe he was at a fast food restaurant? You're like, maybe they don't have a good heart. (laughs) But we all have a spiritual aroma like we do a physical aroma. In that moment, Mary's value she placed in Jesus led to an action that filled the whole house with a beautiful fragrance, a pleasing aroma. Maybe think about your home. What actions happen in your home? And when those acts happen, is it a pleasing aroma to God? Or is it not so pleasing to God? Some of us have animals. And some of those aromas are not pleasing to anybody in the home. You know, it all determines our value of what we love, what we, ver- what we worship, and what the importance is of the things that we, we value, right? You know, I talked about this a while ago. I have this, went, went hiking with our youth group a long time ago in the Rocky Mountains, and I got this stick, and it's about this tall. And every so often, I measure Emma on the stick. We've moved a lot. I've moved 23 times in 35 years. Mostly when I was younger. We moved all over the place. I've I've lived in 23 different places. And so I'm like, well, we'll probably move. We are youth pastors at the time. So we started putting her measurement. And really, if I were to look in in my house, other than my photos and the people there, I value that stick. Just because it's great memories. Right, and maybe you have things like that. You know, as a married couple, Tara and I have values—certain values that we want to keep. Our devotion to the Lord, our reading plan. This week, my I I did terrible with my reading plan, Vicky. I missed a day. Yeah, can you believe that? You guys gotta text me and say, "Hey, what's going on here?" Number two, our devotion to each other. It's important. Three, our love for our daughter. Four, our love for our church, our ministry, tithing, for serving. You know, our family is single-focused. We have a single purpose. But that doesn't mean we're narrow-minded. That just means that God's given us a goal and a purpose. And we're striving to do what He's called us to do. So what do you value. How negotiable are your values, right? Maybe you're trying to get out of debt, like, I'm value getting out of debt, and then your friends call up, hey, you want to go to Chili's? Uh, I don't know. What, fragr- what fragrance do you want your, your, your life to give? We see Jesus in his, what he values, right? He doesn't matter whose home it's in. It doesn't matter to him. It's Simon the leper. It didn't matter to him whose house he showed up at or who he served because he loved individuals. Not just crowds of people, if you notice. You read through the Word. It wasn't just about the crowds of people. It was about individuals who had they need the lost, the poor, people who need freedom, people like the woman at the well. You know, I I did some research on this bottle of perfume. They said it would be like a year wage. So maybe in our area, 35000 $45,000. That's a lot of money, isn't it? So in, in modern currency, let's even, let's even go a little low. Let's even say it's $30,000. That's a lot of money, isn't it? And then there's critics. But she sacrificed anyway, knowing that her heart and what she valued. So today I want to give you three ideas that you can write down. Number one, your values will set you apart. Your values will set you apart. You know, there was a clear difference between this woman and the critics, wasn't there? There was a clear difference. It was was clear for everybody to see, not because she wanted to be better than anybody, but that she wanted to do what God called her to do. She was set apart. She chose something that maybe other people weren't willing to do. You know when you value something, I know like people, people um, we have certain values in our home and what Emma can watch or maybe not watch and people are like, you guys are strange. <laughs> That's okay. That's alright. We don't mind being a little strange. But you know what, eventually when people see your values and that they're consistent values, they will want what you have. And that's a relationship with Jesus. They'll want what you have. And they'll want to know what sets you apart. What do you value? Why is it so important that you think this way? Or why is it so important that you give? Or why is it so important that... Your kid doesn't watch such and such. Why is that important to you? Is it your speech? Is it the way you communicate with people? Is it what you're for? You know what I've noticed in America, in Christians, American Christians? You know what I've noticed? Is a lot of times the world knows more what we are against... Than what we're for. That's a big problem to me. They know what we're against, but they don't know what we're for. And I think as Christians, we need to value what we're for more than what we're against. We're for loving people, we're for serving God. We're for sharing hope. The church is for having... I like that. What we're for is very important. It needs to be clear to the world. And if we read all through the Gospels, we see what Jesus is for. And He's not for hate. He's He's not for being critical of everything. He's not for being a backseat driver. Look what it says here in John fifteen eighteen to 19. And this, is, this helps us understand a little bit more about our values set us apart. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. That's hard stuff to hear, isn't it? You're like, why aren't I loved everywhere? Why doesn't everybody love the sermon? Because our, the values that God gives us are not always popular. Right? I don't, I, what's awesome about being a pastor is I don't have to be a politician. I don't have to have anybody like me. I just need to do what God's called me to do. Amen? So that's what's amazing about the gospel. That doesn't mean that we don't go above and beyond and love people and show them kindness and compassion. We'll do that all day long, won't we? Because if we become more like Jesus, if we value who Jesus is, we're going to be like Him. We're gonna be kind and compassionate. I remember uh, on Wednesday night we were doing these uh, we were doing these tests. We were doing these um, personality tests. It was fun, and we got together with all the different personalities. And up here were the were the I personalities. These are the people who who are maybe outgoing and and all that. Well, there was a young man over here, kind of struggling, trying to trying to put his together. Um, he Maybe he had just got his paper. And uh, my friend came along. And I didn't notice. I was up here telling people what to do. <laughs> that's a pastor, right? And Isaac came up, put his arm around the young man and, and helped him finish up his. And that's, to me, valuable in the kingdom. That we have a heart, not just for what God's having us to do, but we put our arm around a young man like Hayden up here on the front row to bless him. Amen? Alright, number two. Number two. Your values will be attacked. Your values will be attacked. Now, remember, I, uh, I said... I'm not a politician, right? But I'm going to talk about a politician for a moment. And maybe you, you might be on the left or the right or in the middle or... It doesn't really matter. But what matters is this story is pretty interesting. Um, the vice president, a couple years ago, uh, his wife was interviewed in the Washington Post. And she mentioned that her husband... Vice President Mike Pence never eats alone with another woman or goes without her to events where alcohol is being served. Twitter went bazonkos. Is that a word? Sure. I just made it up right now. <laughs> but Twitter went crazy. There There's people all excited about it. Yay, good for you. And then there was people who attacked what his values were. Right? We live in that culture. Right away, people attack. People praise it. But that's what they decided. That's what they value. You know, look what the BBC said about it. Are Mike Pence dinner habits chivalrous or sexist? Online personality says, People keep complaining about sexual harassment. Here's a man who takes pains to make it impossible to ever harass a woman. And he's subjected to ridicule. Billy Graham has followed a similar rule of his career. And what do you know? No scandals. You know, it's, it's amazing to think about these values that we hold. But remember, not everybody's going to agree with the value. There's going to be haters, there's going to be people who attack your values. But if God's called you to it, He'll walk you through it right so if you stand for righteousness you have good morals strong values that serve Jesus you will probably be attacked for it someone might not like it look what John 12:4 to 6 says but one of his disciples Judas Iscariot who was later to betray him objected right so we've got, we've got Judas. We all know who Judas is. We all know what he did. We all know what was coming down the road. And this is what he said about the perfume. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself... To what was put into it. Judas wasn't wasn't excited because he didn't value helping the poor. He didn't value helping the needy. He valued putting money in his own pocket. And a lot of times when we're attacked, it's not because someone is sad about you not doing a good moral thing. It's because of maybe a selfish ambition of their own. You're going to have critics. You're going to be attacked. That's a normal thing. But... Look how Jesus responded when he was attacked. Look what happened when Jesus stood for his values. He still went to the cross anyway. He still did what he was called to do because he valued all of humanity and wanted to give us freedom and salvation. Amen? Amen. You know, I don't think that they understood really who they were with, right? They were with Jesus in this situation at at Simon's house. Do you have people in your life who add value? You know, I love being around people who add value to my life. I've got friends who encourage me. My brother Adam, he adds value to my life. My wife my in-laws, Mr. John over here. Do we have people in our life who are adding value? Or do we have people in our life who are pulling us away from our values? There will be people who won't understand what you value. And you know, we can't fear that people won't accept us. We don't need to be accepted. You know, I know we live in a culture where I want likes, right? So it's like, like, like. We only need one like, and that's from Jesus. Amen? Amen. You know, if the kingdom of heaven is going forward and if you're valuing the right things, the enemy isn't going to like it. And he's going he's to do everything that he can in his power. And he's not very powerful. But he's going to do everything he can to come against what you're doing. I want to have a lasting marriage. You know, it's good to have people around you that you can look at and say, you know what, I want to have a marriage like those people. You know, uh, this past year we celebrated um, a couple in our churches. They've been married for 50 years. Come on. Hey, listen, if you've been married for 40 or more years, can you stand up? 40 or more years. Here we go. Come on. Stay standing for us for a minute. Isn't that awesome? At New Hope Church, we value that. Thank you for showing us how to do it. Amen. Come on, let's give them another hand. That's good. That's good. If you want a lasting marriage, go hang out with them for lunch. <laughs> they'll tell you the they'll tell you the good, the bad and the ugly, right? And Paul's like, "Yes." You know, really when when, you're value, when things grow in your life, it's because you value it. If you value health, guess what? You're probably going to grow. You're going to grow stronger. You're going to be healthier. If you value your relationship with Jesus, you're going to grow closer to Him. If you value your finances, you're probably going to start getting out of debt. Right? So what you value in your life is where you grow. So you're going to do everything you can to grow in that area. And let's look, Let's look at this last one. Number three, your commitment to your values must be completely. Everybody say completely. Your commitment to your values must be completely. 100%. You know, she broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. She didn't just do a little bit, right? Those of you that have like uh, young living oils, you're like that would be, that wouldn't be a good idea to dump the whole oils but this is perfume, and I'm guessing that it was a thing that Jesus liked. It's great. But she didn't just do like a little, she did, she w- she went all in. Everybody say all in. all in. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Allow God to give you these values and throw yourself into them completely. Look what it says in Revelation 3:15. He, he's wanting a complete Commitment. He's wanting a complete commitment from us. Look, Revelation 3.15 says, I know all things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. God's saying, listen, be one or the other. Cold is beneficial, right? Cold is beneficial for, cold water is beneficial for drinking water for swimming in hot water is beneficial for boiling and making food but in the middle uh, be useful have value throw yourself into serving throw yourself into reading God's Word throw yourself into serving your family whatever else God is calling you to do you know I don't want to live a mediocre life I want to value what Christ values. I want to make a stand for the important things that he's called me to. Listen, church. At the end of the day, Christ wins the game, right? We already know he's running up the score right now. He wins the game. We're on his team. And the Bible says that Jesus is coming back for his church. And in the Bible, it likens us to a bride. And so are we valuing the right things? Are we ready for his return? And are we doing the things that he's calling us to do? Mary had an incredible commitment to Him. She gave everything. We don't know much of her background. We don't know much about her. We don't know how she got this perfume. Some people have some ideas. But she gave it all. Even when there was critics, even when people attacked her, she said, I'm making a stand. I'm giving it all. Yes, I value this, but I value Jesus more. So can you stand for a moment? I want to challenge you with two things before we go. Number one maybe today maybe this week would you sit with your family maybe you've already done this would you sit with your family and pray and ask God to give you some family values for your home we will do this we will love each other no matter what we won't give up on each other maybe you write them down write them out and number two Put them somewhere in your house where they're visible. Maybe on a fridge, maybe on the front door. It's important that we have values, but it's also important that we remind ourselves daily of those values. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 6, 7-9. It says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. God's calling us to take a stand and to value he values and when we do that guess what our home will have a beautiful aroma when we walk into work his aroma will be there with us when we travel in the car there it will be too we're not just saying, oh, on Sunday morning, I get my values Sunday morning. I'm going to leave them here at church. When I come back next Sunday, I'm going to get the values again. No, no, they, they need to go with us. They need to be a beautiful fragrance everywhere we are, including our homes, our workplaces, where we go to school, where we eat, in our vehicle. Amen. So if that's you, would you bow your heads for a moment? If that's you today, say, that's, that's what I want, Pastor. I want to have those values. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I, I, wanna, I want my place, wherever I am, to, to be a beautiful aroma to God. Lord, I just pray right now for each and every person, Lord, that we would value what you value. Lord, that, that like Deuteronomy says, we would impress them on our children. That we would take them in our home. And when we walk along the road, when we lie down and when we get up, Lord, that we would tie them as symbols on our heads, hands and bind them around our foreheads. Lord, that we would write them on the door frames of the house and on the gates. Lord, I pray a blessing today over our church, over the folks that are here, Lord, over our area, over churches that are in our area. Lord, I pray that that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate today?